0: be the show that resonates more than anyone else. And that really starts the conversation literally and, and figuratively on what you have to say. Learn modern marketing that you can use to grow your business in today's competitive landscape.
1: This is Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. Welcome to Digital Marketing Masters. Today, my guest is Lindsay Chepkema. How are you, Lindsay?
0: I'm fantastic. Thank you, Matt. How are you?
1: I am doing super duper today. You know what? We have this huge snowfall today where I am in Nova Scotia. It kind of passed through like the Midwest and like New York and then it came out here. But we're also getting like this weird heat wave thing from the Atlantic. So it snowed like, I don't know, almost a foot overnight and then it's raining right now. And it's only like two in the afternoon.
0: Same thing happened here.
1: Yeah, it's weird, isn't it?
0: I think we got that. Maybe a day before you. Yeah, it was very strange. My kids were so excited to go play in the snow and then it started raining.
1: (laughs) My kids out in the rain making a snowman. So we'll see how that turns out.
0: Okay. Hey, you know, whatever it takes these days. (laughs) That's right.
1: So, Lindsay, I have a short bio for you so people understand who you are. 15 years in B2B marketing and you left your role as a marketing leader at a global SaaS enterprise to start Casted, the first amplified marketing platform and only podcasting solution for B2B marketers. And our topic today is how B2B marketers could use podcasts and the overall marketing strategies to create a cohesive, relevant, and engaging customer experience and drive revenue. So my first question is a super easy one. Why should B2B marketers have a podcast?
0: Well, there's a few reasons. I'll try to boil it down, but... One of them and, and the reason that I started one in a past life was that it's especially for B2B, we're always looking for ways to humanize our, our, our brand and to be to create more human to human relationships with our audiences. Right. And podcasting is everybody who's listening to your show right now is a very human, very relationship centric, very, very trust building medium. And so it's a great opportunity for brands to reach their audience in a way that is so much better at creating and establishing relationships, which is now more than ever is is super, super important. And then when you do, there's ample opportunities, which I think we'll also dig into, to say, okay, now you have a show. Now you're having, you're sharing these great conversations. You're inviting your audience in on these great conversations. Then what are you going to do with it? And becomes a really effective and efficient way to create really solid and uh, engaging content across multiple channels.
1: All right, and. Casted is is your platform, but you don't create the podcast, right? People go and they record their own podcast or they use an agency or whatever, however they're making the podcast. And then Casted is the podcast host, right? So you're kind of like a website host. You're the podcast host. And then what happens after somebody uploads their podcast to you?
0: Sure. So, yes, you're, you're absolutely right. We say go create your show upload it into the casted platform. We create your RSS feed, host it, syndicate it, get it out to the Apple, Spotify, Google's of the world. But then also, and this is where I'm a huge, huge advocate, we we create a page um, where your show lives on your website. So it's it's created and casted for ease, but it's owned by you and, and your website. So it's a subdomain of your own site. And reason being for that is that it's super, super important for you to own your audience and to own that experience that you're delivering your audience. It's, it's not just about them consuming your Contents about them getting an experience of your overall brand and to say, okay, come in and, and listen to the show, listen to pieces of the show. How else can I engage with you while you're there and, and make sure that you're, you really are not just consuming that content, but building a relationship with my brand?
1: Now you also have transcription, right?
0: Yes, exactly. So once you have that show, Hosted and syndicated and gotten out into the world, then that's where there's a lot of value added for the marketing team. So every show, there's a transcription that's created for each episode. And within those transcriptions, simply you go into the back end of Casted, you highlight over what area of the transcript you want to pull clips from. And that's where you pull clips to send via email, via text, to embed in blog posts or into you know, your website copy to um, share as audiograms on social media. And by the way, since this is all happening, not just as a podcast, but also optionally as video. So you can use the video that you're capturing with your podcast and you can pull that into clips and share that elsewhere too. use the audio and bring that out across multiple channels and also get back into that transcript and your, your content team can dig into it and say, okay, I've got this great, rich starter content. How can I dig even deeper into create? even more content from this great conversation that we had on our show. So from one conversation, you can pull many different types of content, whether it's it's clips, key takeaways, blog content, article content. You can get so much more to share across multiple channels to really amplify that voice of that expert that you have on your show.
1: All right. And then once so somebody creates their show, they upload it in the platform. It takes care of things like syndication. So it'll go out to all the different podcast hosts and everything. It's transcribed. You get it on the company's website and then they can share clips for their social media and stuff like that. People in their content team can dig into it. What about getting some data back about what's going on with the podcast itself?
0: Exactly. So from from there, once you have it out into the world, once you've rung it out across other channels, once you've amplified that episode, then what happens? What good is it if you can't measure it, right? So we pull in information from that RSS feed saying, okay, how many people listened, broadly speaking, whether it's on Apple, whether it's on Spotify, whether it's on your website, but then also added incentive for people to come to your website, in addition, in addition to the fact that it helps you to deliver a far more superior experience for those listeners. It also allows us to provide you with more information. So we also provide information about where do people come from? Where are people listening? Are they new listeners? Are they returning listeners? How is your audience growing over time? What key takeaways were they most interested in? What related resources were they really interested in? And we pull all that into the Casted platform. So you can take a look at all that there. But then we also were able to pass information on into your CRM to go beyond having just really good to have information to inform your marketing strategy and how to improve your show over time. But also, so turn that information into knowledge that is actionable for your sales team and really helpful improving the value of your strategy and your content to your leadership, to your CMO, to your CEO. So we, we cross that line to say, okay, downloads are helpful, maybe on some planet, number of downloads, but really what it's, what's even better is how can we help our marketers to be able to share how people are engaging with their content, engaging with their brand and how their content, their, their podcast and the related content that they're creating is actually driving revenue and impacting the actual business as a whole.
1: Absolutely. And attribution for things is so tough, especially these days, right, where people could come from everywhere and every platform is trying to show that they were the last person to touch that person before they bought something. And it's such a mess, right?
0: And it looks a little bit different for every company.
1: Right. Yeah, it does look different for each company. An interesting kind of aside on that, too, is I find this happens a lot, is kind of people within a department, like a marketing department, will get together and they'll be like, yeah, okay, we should do a podcast. We got a topic. We got some stuff sorted out. We got some guests lined up. We got all this stuff. We need a little bit of resources to get this thing off the ground. They take that to management and the you know C-suite people will look at it and they'll be like, well... I don't know if that's really going to affect sales or how do we tell if it drives revenue or so we can't give you money unless we're sure that there's going to be money coming in or like how much brand lift is there going to be. And and they want all these statistics and stuff. Well, now you have the ability to give that to them so that you can get the funding you need to get, you know, more guests or travel or go on site or do whatever the things you need to get your podcast production either underway or even improve it, right, as you go.
0: Exactly. And I actually, I, I was in those shoes, as you mentioned, I 15 years as a B2B marketer before starting Casted. I had a, a podcast as part of our overall integrated marketing strategy and I, I had the luxury of a, a CEO who really was a fan of the podcast. He was like, this is great. I love that you're doing this. You're talking to great customers and our partners and everybody loves this is great. And he would ask me, you know, how's it impacting the business? Like, what's it doing? Like eagerly awaiting my response. And I was like, <sighs> I don't have a whole lot of data for you. I have some anecdotes. I have what you know, salespeople have told me, but I didn't have Casted, right? And so that's why it's so important to me. I, I've sat in those shoes. And I also see the opportunity to say, even outside of podcasts, content as a whole, how can we show, how can we help marketers? How can we at Casted help marketers to be able to show, hey, this stuff that we're doing, this strategy that we have, these campaigns that we're running is not just good marketing. We're going to go beyond just showing vanity metrics around like, hey, this is, this is a good marketing strategy. This is... Worth working really well. This is the pipeline that it's influencing. This is revenue that it's influencing. One of the things that I actually really love as the CEO of Casted is to be able to see how our deal cycles, our sales cycles are actually shorter when people during the process are listening to our podcast versus, you know, those who aren't. And I'm able to see that now with the information that we're passing through to our CRM. So that's that's real actionable data.
1: Let's put it and all of that part aside for a second. And because you've had a podcast in the past, obviously you've listened to tons of podcasts. You've been on a lot of podcasts. Are there things in the business to business podcasting world that you think are kind of essential for the success of a podcast if somebody's going to start one?
0: Yes. So going back to one of the, the main premises of any good content strategy, and it's so easy to jump over because we're all in a hurry, right? You got to take a minute and take at least a minute to think about who is this really for? And why are we doing it? Right? Because if it's for anyone and everyone that our audience could possibly be, it's going to be a little bit thin, and it's going to be a little bit more shallow than what could really resonate with a more, even a slightly more niche audience. If you get really specific around like, this is our, this is our decision maker, or this is our user, or, you know, this is an influencer, like really get specific about who you're trying to reach. And then try to get really clear about what what you're hoping to do it for. Is it is it brand awareness? Is it to really establish more trust among your current customer base, right? Because when you know that, then you can get really, really specific and really intentional around how you're using the show. And I think quite often what we see... With B two B podcasts, is they they kind of skip over that step, and they're like, okay, well, who who can we get on? And then you, it, it gets a little bit broad, right? And then I think, just like any other content, you have to be intentional about making sure that it's engaging. What is your audience really? Once you know who your audience is, what do they want to know? What do they want to hear? What would be really interesting to them? And then I think even a little bit more specific from there is as a host, how do you pull out from your guests? different angles and perspectives that they haven't talked about before. Right. So how do you get kind of new insights and more original content that again, is going to be really interesting to your audience. And you're really good at that at pulling out some really actionable information that somebody can be like, okay, this is a great show. This is interesting, but now actually tell me what to do. So yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So I heard this thing on Noah Kagan presents. I don't know if you've heard his podcast before.
0: Oh yes. Yes, yes, yes.
1: So just one episode kind of out of the blue. And and you know what, this happens all the time, is that I don't listen to the podcast for whatever the topic is. I listen to it because I'm expecting that every hour of podcast listening that I do, I'll find one nugget of gold in that hour that is useful, right? And so the more and the longer that I listen to them, the more useful bits of information I get. And I can piece those together for myself and take action on those later. But one of those... He was interviewing someone. I forget what the topic was, but he said, you know, what's really interesting is I find that people kind of just give the same answers when they're on a lot of podcasts over and over. Right. So they kind of have pre-programmed answers. So you got to ask them a weird question and it kind of knocks them out of their kind of set routine of answering. And then you get like a better interview. You get better answers to the questions. You can get more actionable data when you ask somebody that odd question, you know, something like you know, forget about your software and tell me what you think goes into a B2B podcast is a question that's intentionally made to try and get you off track from your regular answers.
0: Exactly, exactly.
1: See, now everybody knows this secret. Now everybody's going to do it.
0: Exactly. And that's, you know, that's that's the whole point, right? Is is people are listening for something different. And as a host and, and as a brand, you're trying to provide something new and different and much more exciting than, than what they can get anywhere else. Because really, you're up against literally anything else. Like your audience right now is choosing to listen to your show over nothing. I mean, they could they could be listening to nothing. They could be doing something else. They could be watching something else, experiencing something else. But they're here because hopefully we're we're giving them something that they feel is, is valuable. Right.
1: Everybody feels that their competitor when they do something is the other people in the same space, like every business to business podcast just says, "Okay, we're going to be the CTO podcast or whatever. Then they think all the other technical podcasts are their competitors when actually it's like Spotify playlists and, you know, whatever else somebody has in the car and their local radio and NPR or CBC or whatever it is, that's your competitor, right? Exactly. You have to have your show has to be more interesting than the other choices they have to listen to, not than other podcasts of the same niche.
0: Yeah. And I think, too, I think along those lines, I was talking to somebody recently about, you know, tips and and hey, you know, what should we do and how should we be approaching our show? and. And personality is so important. I think for any podcast, for any show, for any content, I think especially in in B2B, like the brands that you can really feel their personality and that you can really experience the culture when you are listening to an interview from, from somebody at that company, those are the ones that really win. Those are the ones that win strong followings and that kind of get the benefit of the doubt that the, Hey, this is going to be some really great content because you, you feel their excitement for what they're doing. You feel their, their passion and their charisma around their space. And that's, that's contagious and it's addictive and you want more of it. And so definitely encourage more brands to, to be more intentional about that and kind of trying and testing out, like, how how can we, how can we be authentic? How can we still be ourselves and not go out there and try to act like somebody else who's seeing some success, but what's real and true about our team and about us and about our culture and about our, you know, our company. And how can we just kind of not manufacture that, but just actually let that shine through. And I think that the more brands do that and kind of experiment with that authenticity, we'll, we'll really see really great results, probably more than they expect.
1: Yeah. And I don't even understand what the management level question about not having a podcast is. They're like, somebody comes to them and they're like, hey, you know what a podcast is, right? And they go, oh, yeah, I listen to those all the time. And they go, well, we should make a podcast because it's a great new way we could connect with our customers and maybe find some new customers. And then they're like, well, I don't know. How much does it cost? And you're like, it's cheaper than the ads you spent on Google in the last five minutes. And they're like, well, I don't know if I have budget for that. Like, Fuck off, right? I mean, like just it's probably <laughs> the easiest decision to make in the entire world if you're a company, right? Like take one employee who's good at it, give them one hour of time a week. Hey, you've got a podcast.
0: Exactly. Well, and I think too, I mean you so much there. One is that and it doesn't have to just be your show. Like this could be the most efficient way to create the content that you're already creating. I mean, so often a a poor overworked content marketer is sitting there, you know, owning the blog, trying desperately to write on behalf of all the experts in the space, you know, trying to ghostwrite on behalf of your thought leaders in in your company, probably getting, you know, a few few minutes here, a few minutes there to capture those insights in any way that they can and turn that into, you know, 56 blog posts that are going to rank above all the competition. Well, still go do that blog, still work to engage your audience there. But what if you started with a conversation instead? What if you started with one like we're having right now? And yep, that's a great show. It's a great podcast. It's a great way to reach people. But what if you use that to create some of that blog content too, and to just harness that voice and amplify it across other channels? It's, I think that that's, that's a huge opportunity for not only for further engagement of your audience, but, you know, to your point about like, why would you not if you're already doing this other content? It's it's such a more efficient way to create the content that you're already creating and to make it that much more engaging because it starts like you were just saying, it's it's a different perspective. It's not the same things that people are saying because it's it's a real original content. And yeah, it's, it's a huge missed opportunity right now. That the brands that are doing it right now are seeing are winning, and they will continue to.
1: And it needs to be. And this is where a lot of brands go wrong with podcasts: is they make like a thirty-minute-long commercial every week, and nobody wants to listen to a thirty-minute commercial, right? If you think of it like radio or television, right, you need to be the show part, not the commercial part, right? You need to be the television show or the interview show. And not the commercials that run in between those things. It's true. If you have to have a commercial, right, put one at the beginning or the end or whatever, right? But nobody wants to listen to a 30-minute long commercial, right? Or even a 10-minute long commercial. And you can also, and I don't mean to get into a whole thing about different types of, you know, podcasts and stuff that you can have. And talking about commercials, me and Daniel Craig from Silent Outburst Productions are making a how to start a podcast course right now. But it's not available, so you can't buy it yet. So don't even think of the commercial. <laughs> Stay tuned. Right. Stay tuned and find out if we will ever get to the answer of how to make a podcast. <laughs> so here's the thing that nobody ever thinks of in your podcast space, you can have like a mini series, right? You can make a podcast that's six episodes about a specific topic, and that's it. And you don't have to keep making them forever. It doesn't have to be like I've signed up for this podcast and now I got to do it for the next 10 years. Right. Yes. You can have like oh, season one, two and three. And then, you know, then the show's over, folks. Right. You know, just like a TV show on Netflix or something.
0: I'm so glad that you said that, Matt, because we I, I'm a big advocate for that, too. I, I I did that once and did once a week, forever and ever and ever. And that's how we're going to do this show. And I, I quickly learned that, like, gosh, I wish that I had an opportunity to pivot. I wish I had an opportunity to change some things, but now we're in this once a week, every forever and ever. And it's going to be a little bit jarring to our audience if we change something. And so I I couldn't agree more. I'm, I'm a big advocate for depending on who your company is and what you're, why you're doing the show. Maybe it does make sense to just do, do four episodes, do four hour long episodes or 10, 20 minute episodes, like whatever makes sense for you to kind of ring out that topic and to kind of explore those experts that you know, make sense to talk about it and then take a break, take a break and then maybe change up the host or change up the music or change up the format or change up, you know, the topic ever, ever so slightly. That is something that I think a lot of companies would probably be really, really comforted to know like, Hey, I don't have to do this always and forever. Like, you can just give it enough to try, to try it out and to actually see the impact. Don't expect it to change your business overnight by doing four shows, but you can do a little series. You can do a little, a burst or a season and, and kind of pause and look back and, see what happens from
1: there. Right. Everybody's on on the OTT channels now, right? Like they're on Amazon Prime and Disney Plus and Netflix and whatever. So they think about television that way now, but that's not how it used to work, right? Television mm-hmm. used to work where you would have, well, for, first off, you'd have like sweeps week or something, right? Where they'd pick which shows, they'd show them all and they'd figure out which ones they're going to keep playing for starters. But then what they would do is you would have, say, 20 episodes of a show right for a season usually it was 24 36 something like that so you'd have that many episodes that play every week but that's only like eight months a year right and then they would take the summers off so there's nothing says that you can't do a show for six to nine months or whatever the year and say well that's season one you know we'll be back in january for season two or whatever right and so you could do that but the other thing is because of the format You can make any length of shows that you want and you can make them anything like you could have the first three months of season one of the year. Take three months off and then six months do five times as many shows and call it season two. There's no rules. Right. Yeah. And the other thing is you can go back and you can replace the audio of a podcast. So say you do like. Say, say you're a manufacturer, right? You're, you're a B2B manufacturer. You're 3D printing and you have your episode is like introduction to 3D printing. And two years later, that introduction to 3D printing is super out of date. You can record a new one and just slide it back in the same spot. And nobody knows the difference, right? They go listen to it. You'd be like, updated for 2021. It's the new show, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, it's funny because people do that with blog posts. But don't think to go back and do that with more rich media, and and say like, hey, you know, congratulations, we pr- we you you found something that we've updated, and all everything that you're going to hear is brand new. You could even use clips from from that existing episode and go back and talk about what happened and what didn't, which would be kind of cool. So, yeah, you get to write your own rules.
1: You know what? We're doing something. We're doing something very similar to that. So we're taking the backlog of podcasts that we have, like the back catalog, and we're going to cut out excerpts from those. And we're going to start a whole new podcast that is us talking about the old stuff from here, taking the quotes and having a conversation about how has it changed since then? What's still accurate? What's not accurate anymore? And now we can take our old show and make an entire new show.
0: I love that so much. That is such a good idea. And for for everybody listening, that's I mean, that is well, now they're going to steal your idea. But I love that idea.
1: That's right. But that's good. because You should (laughs) repurpose your old content.
0: You should. You absolutely should. Especially once you can go back and see what was working well.
1: Right. Well, you're saying that people go into Casted and they put their podcast in and then you transcribe it so that they can put it on their website. Well, there's nothing says that a year from now, they can't take that transcription and update it into a new updated blog post. So now you've got more than one piece of content for more than one year created from the one podcast you made a year ago, which your boss is going to be thanking his lucky stars that he spent that $12,000 on the podcast for the year when he spends $20,000 a day on pay-per-click ads, right?
0: Right. Right. Exactly one thing that we did, so our own content strategy is we had our you know the first couple seasons of our podcast, which, as you can imagine, was talking about podcasting, and we went back through those and we created a course, so not a course like you don't have to pay for it or anything, but it's just it's gated content that's helpful. it's we could ask a lot of questions about like and you know, how to be a better host and what do I need to get started and all this kind of stuff. And we went back and we pulled clips from our first couple seasons of our guests who were podcast hosts or podcast strategists or marketing leaders of companies that have podcasts. And we, it was like, don't take our word for it. Take their word for it. You know, here's some tips from so-and-so about being a great host. Here's some tips from this other company about why they're, you know, how, how to, how to use a podcast as part of your, your strategy. And so one, it was really great for us to be able to repurpose that existing content. And two, it was that great third party endorsement and, and credibility of like, hey, here's a whole bunch of marketing leaders and and podcast leaders and podcast hosts and, and personalities that you really value answering your questions that we're hearing all the time about podcasting. And so, yeah, go back and look for those opportunities to serve your audience in different ways with the content you already have.
1: Absolutely. And man, podcasting is still a lot of people have- Because they're in the marketing industry, they see so many other podcasts and they see everybody and their dog saying, I'm going to start a podcast. But when you compare it to like audio in general, like, you know, radio, as well as like streaming audio services and stuff like that, that are maybe scripted audio and stuff like that. Podcasting is still a tiny, minuscule slice of a giant pie. I think it's somewhere in the neighborhood of like 1.4 percent or something. It was last year of worldwide audio content. So, I mean, you've got a massive audience out there. And and not only that, there's a worldwide audience because there's no limitation to being able to download a podcast from one country to another.
0: It's true. And another one is comparing podcasting. Everybody, like you said, especially if you're a marketer, you're like, oh, my gosh, everybody has a podcast. OK, so, yes, there are one probably like one point seven. A couple of months ago, we, we we got to pass the one point five million shows, not episodes, but show podcast shows that exist in the world. So now we're probably 1.7, 1.8 million in the world. There are six hundred million blogs, yet we're all still blogging. Right. Because we all see the value in it. And I'm not saying you shouldn't. We all see the value of blogs. We know what they do for our company. So we continue to blog. And that's great. Yet there's a fraction of that, comparatively speaking, in in podcasts. 1.5 million, 1.7 million podcasts versus 600 million blogs. There's ample opportunity to go out there and own your space and to... You know, create a good show that resonates with your audience, and to really be the show that resonates more than anyone else, and that really starts the conversation, literally and and figuratively, on what you have to say.
1: When we were looking at some statistics when we finished out last year, because we do an episode every week last year, and I think Apple said that some somewhere in the neighborhood of six hundred thousand podcasts don't have any more episodes coming, like they've stopped putting out more. So even if there's one point six million there's only a million that are still active, right? And of those million that are still active, how many of them are going to drop off in the first six months? A lot, right? Mm-hmm.
0: And how many are going to be your competitors? Right.
1: And how many are, of those are even your competitors? And even if they are your competitors, you still have to market it, right? People don't just show up to listen to your podcast. I mean, they do a little bit from search and stuff, but, you know, it's uh, it's it's anybody's game right now for podcasting, folks. It's true. Yeah. Do not do my strategy, which was, I think I'm going to have a podcast because I like talking to people. So I'm going to find interesting people to put on it. That was my my plan. (laughs) That works. And have have a better plan than mine was, (laughs) because otherwise it's going to take you twice as long to figure out what you're doing and uh, get it rolling. But now that we're rolling, it's going great. So because I can have Lindsay on my show and, you know, a year ago, people would have been like, I don't even know who these guys are. (laughs)
0: <laughs> exactly Exactly.
1: if you have if somebody b2b they got a podcast they're kind of they're getting rolling right everything seems to be going good is there a step that you've seen some of the b2b podcasts that really kind of take off is there is there anything that they do versus people who just kind of simmer
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm going to sound like a broken record because I've said something along these lines a few times there, the, the companies, especially in B2B, because it's a different beast than B2C or then, you know, somebody who just kind of has podcasts for fun. The brands, the B2B podcasters that see the most success are the ones who see it as part of their fully, you know, their integrated marketing um, campaign or their inter- integrated marketing strategy. And they're using the podcast as one of, of many channels and they're using That podcast content across other channels too. So they don't see it. The greatest success comes when you don't see your podcast over here on the side as this black box of, well, this is our podcast over here, but this is our content strategy over here. It's how can we use these conversations to drive everything else. You know, they're capturing video as well as the audio and they're using both and they're using clips across social media and in their newsletters and they're embedding parts of the show in their blog posts, right? So it all goes together and works as part of this nice ecosystem that gives their audience a way to really discover the show in a way that makes the most sense for, for that member of the audience and to dig in deeper. So if, you know, they discover it on video and they say, Hey, I wonder if they have a podcast, they can consume the audio. They can dive deeper with some of the related content. That's maybe textual and blog or, or other type of content. Those are the ones that see the greatest results because they're leveraging it in so many ways. And like you said, they're repurposing it They're They're getting really creative about how they can use the content those are the ones that see the greatest success. The ones that they get frustrated, the ones that have a show kind of off on the side, they do a few episodes and you know, they're not, that's all that they're doing. They're kind of spraying it out there on social media and not getting the results that they want, or they're seeing it over here on the side as a separate thing. And so yeah, biggest advice is to, to don't just do a show do it as part of your overall strategy and ask yourself how it's all going to work together.
1: Yeah. And I would just to add to that making your podcast part of your strategy is that your podcast should be sent out with any other content that you're sending to your clients. Like, you know, the bottom of your invoice can have a little line on it that says, find out more about our industry on the, our industry podcast. It can be on your emails. It can be on your invoices. You can have it in the signature line for your employees and staff. You know, there's all kinds of places that you can share that out. Yes.
0: And when you do send them to your own site,
1: Right. And send them to your own site to listen to it. Then they go to your site to listen to it. And then your CRM tool can pick up which company it was from. And then you could track which company they came from. And then your sales guy can call their marketing department or whatever it is and say, hey, we saw you're on our website. Do you guys need some widgets?
0: (laughs) Exactly. You got it. And, And it's it's so it's not easy, but it's simple. You know, it's just continue to ask yourself, how does this all work together? You know, because if we create an island, it's just going to sit there by itself. But if we look at it as part of a whole, you know, ecosystem as part of an integrated strategy, this has the the power to really build the brand and drive
1: revenue. That's true. And this is the perfect place to cut it off. But I got one more question. (laughs) Okay, let's do it. So your company has a podcast, right? Do you like the idea of having... Like interviewing people in your company or kind of having a co-host host show and maybe more like helping people with whatever it is they need related to that industry? Or do you like the idea where the company is trying to find people who would make good clients for their company and bring them on the show to interview? Or is that kind of a both ways can work kind of thing?
0: I'm I'm not a huge fan of the latter of like, hey, go find great prospects and bring them on the show because eventually it's going to come back to get you. People can be like, Oh, well, if you go on their show, they're gonna try to sell you something. Certainly when you're, when you're doing an interview and when you're we're talking to someone, it could be like, Hey, I think that it might make sense for us to work together. Would you be interested in talking more? Of course, that's going to happen. That's going to happen anytime you talk to anyone anywhere, but really the greatest success and your listeners will hear it too, right? If you, if you set out to serve your audience first and say, okay, who's our audience? What do they want to hear? Who are they going to want to hear from? how can we deliver real thought leadership, real actionable insights that they can take in and, and use elsewhere? that's, that's where you're going to see success. Not an advocate of of using it to, to try to, to find people to, to become prospects. I mean, if it happens naturally, that's cool, but set out to deliver real thought leadership to your audience. And I think then you'll actually see even, even better results um, from those who are listening and from those who are on your show.
1: Absolutely. And then The person listening to the show is not necessarily the owner of the company you're trying to hit. It's the person who's interested in that thing that your company makes or that service they provide. And then they go into work. They have the problem that your product solves and they go, I've been listening to this podcast with Lindsay on it. And Lindsay says that I can get casted and it's going to fix my attribution problem. So I go to my boss and I say, we need to buy this software. And that's how the B2B strategy works with podcasting.
0: That's how it works, especially if they come to your site and you provide them all the information they're going to need and want to drill into as they are having that realization and looking for more information. So, yep, that's how it works.
1: Perfect. So, Lindsay Chepkama, right? I think I still got that right.
0: You got it. Perfect.
1: Pretty close. From Casted. It's casted.us. What is besides the Casted website? What is if somebody wants to reach out to you, what is the best way for them to get a hold of you?
0: Sure. LinkedIn. I'm Lindsay Chapkema. If you can figure out how to spell my last name, or it might be easier to find me on Twitter at CastedLindsay.
1: And it's T J E P K E M A on LinkedIn. That's me. All right, Lindsay. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your knowledge with us about podcasting.
0: Thanks for letting me be here. It was fun. This has been Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. For notes and a transcript of this episode, go to hookseo.com forward slash podcast. Join us next week as we dive into more tips and ideas to grow your business. Digital Marketing Masters is brought to you by Hook SEO Digital Marketing. Our show is produced by Matthew Rouse and Scott Burson. Mixed and edited by Silent Outburst Productions. I'm your announcer, Daniel D. Craig. We would love to hear your thoughts. Please leave us an honest review with your podcast provider. Your reviews help us help more business leaders just like you.